Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckaroos? Uh, what the fuckadelics? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Thank you for, uh, for tuning in, for making the choice, for hanging out with me and my mind and my guests and my mouth and my weird lisp and the uh, moving lozenge in my mouth on occasion. I got to get off them again. I think my body is uh, turned on him. So it's not having the same effect anymore. Randy Newman is on the show today, and I can't tell you what a honor it was for me to have him uh, in here because I, I love him. I love his work. I've always liked him as a person. When I was a kid, uh, I, obviously I don't know him. Uh, I didn't have never met him before, but, uh, but he was one of the first guys that uh, really blew my mind when I was turned on to his music by a kid I used to ride a bus with. And I think I had the first records I had were Good Old Boys and Sail Away. And I was must have been in junior high. And I was just sort of like, man, this stuff is beautiful. It's poignant. It's cutting. It's funny. It's it, I just, I loved him. And I always have loved him. And he used to appear on Letterman and he was hilarious. And I just tell you, for years I've been trying to get him on this show and you're going to hear it today. And I think I managed the fanboyness. This was not a, uh, a you know, an all-out fanboy interview. I was engaged and interested and, and uh, you, you know, and it wasn't just me, you know, being beside myself. Yeah, man, I'm all right. I'm out there. I'm doing the comedy. I'm doing the new stuff. It's so funny. There's a comedy boom. People are like, what's happening? Why is there a comedy boom? Because when people are terrified of the end of the world on a daily basis they tend to uh, seek some uh, relief and distraction and wow hey why is the economy so good still why is the stock market so good because when americans are terrified we turn to stuff oh my god this is horrendous i need a, some new shoes i need a car i need a, I, I imagine the the I, I someone should check the traffic on the free porn sites it's got to be out of control some people turn to God, other people turn to stuff, shiny stuff, moving stuff, things that, uh, that make me feel good, things that make me look at myself and go, yay, things that go fast, anything to get me away from this very in-my-face existential panic that is founded in reality, not just the 
the uh, the ingrained uh, consciousness of one's mortality, but to have it in your face every day and in the hands of somebody else that you have no fucking control over. Yeah, yeah, that that'll lead you right to your dick, right to the store, right to the ice cream pint, right to the comedy club, right to Amazon, right, whatever. That's the way. That's the way the American economy works. Holy shit! I can't deal. Hey, will that thing make me feel better? How much is it? Oh yeah, you know what? Also, this is exciting. This is getting more exciting because the book. You know, as as I've told you, we've got a book coming out in October called "Waiting for the Punch: Words to Live By" from the WTF Podcast, and I I I, I kind of want to give you a good idea. Of, uh, of what the book is about. But I also want to say that th- there's already feedback coming in from the, the few copies that are out in the world that we gave away at BookCon and some people have gotten hold of them. It, it's really compelling and powerful and I'm very proud of it. Like, Because one of my favorite books is Please Kill Me, The Uncensored Oral History of Punk by uh, Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain. And we wanted to make something as good as that book. All right, so Waiting for the Punch is actually a deep dive into some of the most common themes that come up over and over on this show. Relationships, failure, success, addiction, mental health, parenting. Each chapter is a different theme, and we have conversations with more than 150 people in the book who have all been on this show, all chiming in together about these shared experiences and ideas. And it was, it was a hell of a thing to, to wrangle. Brendan McDonald is the genius of the editing, the, the compiling Guy's got a memory as a steel trap. Is that the way that is that that saying? But anyways, look, I want to give you an example, and I think this will work. In the chapter on relationships, you've got Conan O'Brien, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, and Rob Reiner all talking about friendship. Uh, these were uh, four separate interviews done over several years, but the way it's arranged in the book, it's all part of one big conversation. All right, so take a listen to this. When I came out to Los Angeles, I met all these people 85 uh, in 85 i came out here but and i and I've, over time i met all these people and it's the same cast of characters yeah. i mean everyone just keeps popping up and it is funny that you're assigned a set of characters when you're born <laughs> and they keep showing up in your life and that's just how it Surprise! works yeah oh it's you again i really believe that some there is a force in the universe that has a sense of humor these things are just too yeah. It's beyond weird. coincidence. Yeah, and, and sometimes Carl Reiner. Yeah, I get I get called to come up. Rudy, you spend a lot of time with him still, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, almost almost every other night. Yeah, three nights a week. I'll yeah. be I'll, I'll be at Carl's house. Yeah, Carl loves more than anything what he calls realies that we do, and Carl is so proud that we do them only for ourselves. We don't do them for an audience. We don't uh-huh. do them for another person. We just try to one-up each other? Yeah. We, well, we, we try to really amaze each other with where we're going with yeah. our minds. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're still pretty good at it. So you guys just sit and hang out for an hour or two? Well, about three, four hours. Yeah. And sometimes he, while we're watching something that's not terribly, he'll fall asleep and I won't wake him because he drives home and I'm saying he probably... Better he sleeps here than falls behind. Yeah, falls asleep behind the wheel. What was that thing he told me about movies that you you like watching movies with certain phrases? In oh them? yeah, th- that's true. What? And it's really it started with the Bourne, you know, the Bourne th- series. Yeah, and the phrases are secure the perimeter, lock all doors, 
And and if some if one character in the movie says, "Get some rest," <laughs> if those if those words are in the movie, that movie's a good movie. And as you get older, you don't see people as much anymore. No, that's true. And why do you think that is? Time and. I think it has to do, I really believe, you yeah. know, they all, that whole thing they say where you're born alone, you die alone, yeah. that, that bit. Yeah. Well, I think what happens as you get older, you start thinking about, uh, you know, that. Yeah. And also that you don't want to spend any time with anybody that's going to annoy you. <laughs> Or make it uncomfortable, and as you get older, you real, realize that there are more and more people that annoy you. So you limit your your world keeps narrowing and getting narrower. And this happens at a subconscious level or a conscious level. I think it's unconscious. I don't think it's. I don't think you're consciously saying. I think I'm going to narrow my world now. No, you you think. You know, I don't really like that person that much. So why should I stay? You know, it's like it's like when you're young, you'd never leave a movie theater until the movie's over. Right. Now you go, oh, I don't really like, why do I have to watch the last hour of this piece of crap? You know, because I have such a limited time on the planet. And now with, uh, with phones and computers, it's like all the time is eaten up, unnecessarily eaten up. Yes. And, and, and you, and you fake, you, you trick yourself into believing you're working. that you're actually either working or communicating with right. people. Right. You know, I'm texting, I'm emailing, I'm doing, you're not talking to anybody. Exactly. You're, just, you're that, talking to a, a computer. Right. And that, and, and actually talking to people yes. is like, it's like, we're doing now. It's, it becomes exhausting. It like, is exhausting. If you could text somebody, it's like, oh, yeah, oh boy, I don't what a talk thrill. To that I'm guy. so happy to, to not talk have to, to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah. You look at this show like Friends, right? Friends, the show Friends. It's so funny. And, 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 and you've got all these people. Yeah. They're, they're in their, I guess, their 20s yeah. or something. Right. And they're hanging out with right. each other. And I guess that's what you do. You go in packs. But when you get into your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, right. you don't do that anymore. You, you got kids. You got kids. You hang out with them. And then when you get older, you don't have that, hey, let's go and hang out at the coffee shop. They yeah. don't do it. Maybe you get one guy. Yeah, one guy. I mean, I talked to your father. I was at the house you grew up in, I think. Yeah. And he says he hangs out with Mel every night. Mel. Mel and my dad, every single night. Really? Uh, every and, night? Yeah, uh, yeah, virtually every night. They, That's they, really something. Listen, it's wonderful that they have each other. They met each other when they were in their 20s yeah. doing the you know, yeah. show of shows. And to have that kind of bond and that bond to stick and they make each other laugh, they yeah. enjoy each other's company. They both lost their spouses yeah. recently, so they have that. And they say that, they, you know, they watch any movie that has Secure the Perimeter in it. <laughs> they, they watch it. That was Conan O'Brien, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, and Rob Reiner, as you'll read in Chapter 4 of Waiting for the Punch. You can pre-order your copy now, and starting today, we've got a little bonus for anyone who pre-orders the book. When you send in your proof of purchase, we'll send you a special Waiting for the Punch book plate signed by me that you can stick right on the inside cover. Just go to WTFPod.com and click on book at the top of the page or click on the cover of the book anywhere on the site. Then pre-order the book to get your signed book plate. Dig it. You good? All right. So, also I forgot to mention that, as many of you know, the great uh, Martin Landau uh, died uh, last week. And uh, I had one of the most amazing conversations with him about a lot of things, but about acting a lot. And it was very helpful to me. And uh, I'm, I'm going, I'm planning on re-listening to it myself. 
uh, if we get picked up for another season of Glow. We haven't heard yet, but I just want to. I, I just want to make sure that I'm engaging as as well as I could be. But we can all listen to that episode because we'll keep that episode in the free feed. It's episode seven seventy nine, and it's a great conversation about acting, about film, about life. And it, it was. Uh, he's going to be missed. He lived a good long life. So speaking about good long lives. What I've been doing, as opposed to going to Vancouver, as I've been locking into my life, doing work around the house, I cleaned the garage. I'm, it's clean. Vacuumed it, dusted it, got rid of shit, organized a lot of papers, went through stuff, and I dug up an old... Uh, it's, it's what you call an eighth-step list in uh, the recovery jargon, in the program... Uh, 12 step program and it's one of these things where you make a list of all the people you've harmed and you be and you're willing to make an amends now many of you have heard me make amends before you know on this show but this is one of the first lists i ever made uh when i got sober almost 18 years ago it'll be 18 years august 9th and it's just very weird to see this list i, I don't know where it was it was around it was here in a pile of papers and I almost threw it out. I thought I threw it out. And I didn't get to a lot of them, man. And some of them I don't know if I need to make. And so I, I just was going through it. So, and I just, let's just go through it real quick. Ex-wives. Yeah, I, I, yeah those, those I did. I did those pretty effectively. My brother, my mom, my dad, yup. My ex-in-laws. Yeah, that's outstanding. I should do that one. Amy, yeah, we're good. Uh, Devin, good. Sarah, we're good. Gail, good. Alan, I'm not clear what I have to do there. Janet, I think we're okay. Kathy, we're okay. Bob, I don't need to, I don't know you anything. Rolf, I think we're all right. Gary, I don't even know if you're alive. Oh, here's a big chunk, a big bunch of teachers. Mr. Ross, Mrs. Block, uh, Mr. Sanderson, Mrs. Randall, uh, Mrs. Weber, Mrs. Croco, Mr. Clout. Um... Yeah, I was difficult. I apologize. And I'm sorry for making uh, you cry, Mrs. Weber. Brill, I'm okay with. Adam Sandler, pending. Cliff, dude, I know what this is about. This is about some party that happened in a hotel room. There's a bunch of us. I think I made out with your sister for 10 minutes. And I don't know if I owe you an apology because I was sort of a two-way street, but it was probably inappropriate. But whatever, long time ago. Hope everything's good with you. Colin, yeah, I'd like to make that happen. John Stewart, I don't know that that's... That one I'm just going to have to live with. Amy, yeah, in college. It was a nice dinner you made, but I just had to go see that band. And I'm sorry I left early. It was rude. It was rude. John, yeah, I'm sorry I broke all those stuff in my kitchen uh, around you in a menacing way, but you were fucking my girlfriend. Okay. Oh, there, here's one. This is, here, this is a great one on the list. It just says audiences. I should put some dates there. <laughs> audiences throughout the 80s and early 90s i'm sorry i am sorry you're right you're right i it was it was hard for all of us <laughs> audiences oh there was one other guy in the amends list that i didn't mention where how come i just went by that brian junior high uh yeah i'm sorry i got us both suspended i i should have done my homework and studied as opposed to cheat off of your paper I have shame around that. That's shame. That was a lesson. And it was a, an incredible moral compromise on my part. And uh, I'll never forget it. And, I, and I'm sorry. I hope everything worked out for you. 
I personally enjoyed the few days off, but uh, but that was that was bullshit. And uh, yeah, I feel bad. Okay, Randy Newman, one of my heroes, and uh, I've been trying to get him in here for a long time, and I just I was just so excited to talk to him. And he was, and he came. He's got a new record out called uh, "Dark Matter," which is great. It's like a, it's like a real Randy Newman record uh, from back in the day. That's going to be out on August fourth. And he, and also, I, I guess he did recently did some sort of Trump penis song. I did not. He this this was recorded a little while ago, a couple weeks maybe, and so that wasn't on the uh, radar yet. But we did talk about how he would handle the topic of Trump in one of his songs because he is a great satirist. And a very a bright guy, sharp. I love talking to him. I and then, this is the first time I've ever done this. Like he's got a, a representative, but because of the conversation we had, I I wrote to her after it and I said, "Hey, you know, I I don't know how busy he is, or if he gets sad, or if he likes to hang out, but uh, I'm I'm always I'm, I'm available. I'm around if Randy wants to uh, have lunch or something. I've never done that before." And she, 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 she said she'd tell him. But, yeah, I mean, what does that mean? I felt kind of stupid for doing it. I just like talking to him so much. I was like, I'd like to like make this a regular thing. Yeah, maybe monthly, bi-weekly, something. Just sit down with Randy over some food and just talk for an hour. Maybe that dream will come true. I don't know. But I do know that we did sit here and talk in the garage a while back. And uh, I was thrilled. So this is me and uh, the, uh, the brilliant... Uh, uh, Randy. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called the Foxed page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts human i'll tell you something i've been holding on to a story for years and i don't know if it's true and it's about me and it's about you and i'm going to ask you about yeah. it uh years ago uh you're friends with lauren michaels yes yes and years ago i uh i did uh, i was on conan o'brien and uh, lauren michaels had a guy who worked for him named jim biederman you remember jim biederman very vaguely yeah well, uh, I don't know. I guess Lauren, I had come up in conversation between you and Lauren because I had appeared on Conan O'Brien doing comedy. And I guess Lauren was, uh, you know, not quite uh, sold on me. And Jim Biederman relayed to me that you told Lauren I was a verbesen. A sour person. A sour person. Yeah, verbesen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a word I might have used talking to. Lorne. Yeah, so I go good. So there might be credible. I, I'm not asking you to remember, but I, I just want to. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, that's possible. 
<laughs> well, good. That makes me I don't happy. Know whether, I don't know whether that's praise or, or criticism. <laughs> All I know is that... Far, far, far Bissner. Far, far Bissner, yeah. Yeah. Is I, that uh, a, a word you got from your grandmother? Yeah. <laughs> There's only a few, but that's yeah. one of them. They're all pejoratives in some sense, you know. <laughs> pejorative Yiddish. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the language is pejorative in a way. Yeah. My father used to call me things, and, and uh, only we got that Leo Rostin book, you know. Yeah, yeah, Joys yeah. Of Joys Yiddish. Yiddish. You Yiddish, look right. him up, and he was calling me a little shithead, and because uh, <laughs> they, yeah. they were they were trying to fool you at first. <laughs> yeah. It was their way of communicating. No, it was a way of affection, possibly. Yeah. Know? But you didn't grow up that Jewish, right? Not at all. No. no? But they were there. <laughs> it was there. The Jews but not, were there. Not a great, yeah. Not not like a great amount. Yeah. yeah. I listened to the uh, the new record, the whole new record, yeah. and I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. And I'd like to think that because I've been listening to a lot of your records uh, recently, because I knew I was going to talk to you, I had to refresh yeah. a lot of them. Well. And it seems to me that a couple of the ones on here are very uh, reminiscent to uh, a style that you've kind of carried through from the 70s. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I guess one question I wanted to ask: Do you prefer the past or the present? Present. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I never believe uh, that things were better. Even the even the stuff about music. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that the '70s were better, and the, uh, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live was funnier, and all right. that stuff. I I don't know about that thing. I think it's hard to judge. I mean, uh, you, you got to watch out for the old crock factor. Which is what? Which is. Things were better when I was a kid. So you mean just nostalgia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But It's not always a valid way of judging things. No, I know. I'm up against it myself. I'm 53, and I wonder about that when I find myself saying stuff like that. But then I start to think other other ways. I start to think like, well, if if rock and roll as we know it started in 1955, when you're closer to the source and there were fewer people doing it and everyone kind of knew each other, maybe at least it was a little warmer, a little more connected. I I can't. I like it better, you know. Uh, uh, now, early stuff. No. Oh yeah, right. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily completely trust my affection for it. it, it the fact that the music has lived since the seventies, yeah, so, and that there are so many people on the road in the seventies, yeah, uh, from the seventies, maybe is an indication that that it was solid, it was good, yeah, and, and also that it represents something to a certain uh, bunch of people, yeah, who need something now. Uh, they don't... Some, and, it, and it's a big bulge in the population too, the baby boomers. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and they're 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 seeing the light now. Yeah, so so maybe they need to tap into what they were, maybe a little bit. Yeah, and also on this album, there's a a, a kind of unique song about the the Kennedy brothers. Yeah, and it, what I'll what... say, it's unique. There's nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe some of the compulsion to to move uh, on Cuba was about a lady. <laughs> yeah, Celia Cruz. <laughs> now, what is? Did you pick that? Did you glean that from a story? No, <laughs> I made it all up entirely. <laughs> what, what what I am interested in yeah. is the relationship of, of brothers. That's why I call it brothers. Yeah, the older brother kind of teasing the younger one for his excitement. Bobby Kennedy is going. You know, we're going to go and we'll. we'll march to Havana, the people will march and the people, the peasants yeah. will join them. Yeah. And John says, oh, the peasants will join them. You know, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it. like yeah. The, that they have this dynamic. Yeah, the, you know, the older brother, they sing and Bobby, Jack says, uh, uh, sing harmony, Bobby. And, yeah, yeah, and Bobby yeah. says, uh, 
I always sing uh, harmony, Jack and Jack says, I know you do. <laughs> so I like that. So you just, like, the, it's it's sort of interesting to me that the, that you have these, like, the, they're almost poetic vignettes that kind of just float, you know, to the music. And they, they don't, a lot of them don't have specific definition, but that makes them mm-hmm. even broader and bigger and more mysterious and powerful. Oh, thank you. I, I hope so. This one is different in that, other voices intruded on things. You know, the first song is a a song about science versus religion, more or less. Yeah. And there are two or three voices in it, which I've, I've never done before. I do write songs that are in character where I'm not uh, uh, the narrator of the song. Like a lot of songs. A lot of them. Yeah. It's mostly my style, whether it was shyness or whatever it is that did it. I was more interested in sort of aberrant Personality. Well, let me ask you this: though. Was your very first song that you wrote and performed, you know, on record? Was that you? I'm, I'm yeah, t- yeah. That gridiron. More the, like, oh, that gridiron golden boy. No, <laughs> it was one of those the, things. The bitter guy who's like, yeah, oh, the jock gets the chick. That I was... I wrote songs like, uh, summer a summer song. Say. Yeah, it would be uh, 16, 17. I, I don't know whether I got the idea. My father wrote. So he was a doctor, but he wrote song lyrics. Yeah. And so he'd write a Christmas song when it was Christmas time. Yeah. It was like Holiday Inn, the Bing Crosby movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I wrote a summer song was like the, actually the first one I wrote. They tell me it's summer. Fleet, Fleetwoods did it. Yeah. But so that would just give me an idea. So I wrote a, a why I wrote a football song, I don't know. Yeah. Well, to me, it was more of a, like a, a kind of a, the an, embar- plight. an embarrassment. Yeah. The plight, no, the plight of the, the sort of uh, the nerdy, sensitive guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether I was rooting for him or against him, though. <laughs> I, well, I think that, like, that comes through, too, that you ride this weird balance between sympathetic and critical yeah. that, that is, uh, offers a little bit of gray area. It does. So uh, what were you saying about the first song on this album? Oh, the multi-voices. You had like a, a, a creationist, a scientist, a, and then... A scientist and a, a narrator. Uh, and at the end, there's someone who sort of intrudes on the thing and says how that I... Talks about the actual... About me a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, but that's it, something that's fascinated you for a long time. Hi- hi- hypocrisy. And, uh, you know, power, stupidity. Both ends. Yes, it yeah. has. Uh, uh, and insensitivity in general. Uh, people who don't know themselves very well and people who are insensitive to the effect their words or actions may have on others. Uh, yeah, we're all living in that. We are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I, w- I listened to a few words in defense of our country. That was, what, 2008? <laughs> and I'm wondering if you're shifting in your point of view. It's much more appropriate today now and who would have ever believed there'd be a worse administration than the bush administration oh yeah because it was didn't seem competent to me uh but this one is baffling dwarfs it yeah Yeah. and and and, in never a dull moment in the wrong way well you know there's that famous saying it's a curse to live in interesting times yeah and it is (laughs) you know it's it's words you know he'll listen to the what the mayor says and just not understand that the mayor was saying, you know, be calm, you know, right. everything's under control. Right. Uh, he he says, telling the people to be Don't calm. Don't be alarmed. Don't, yeah, he, he said we should be alarmed. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, you've lived through some, you know, many interesting times, right? Not like this one. No, of course. I no. don't think any of us have. No. But there's certainly, like, if if we don't, if you don't mind going back through it, but even this, no. even, um, 
on Good Old Boys, which I think was the first album I had of yours, that you know there was still this tension in the country. There was there was racism. There was misguided people. There was uh, you know all this stuff was still there and still you know kind of hot then in the seventies, and you were able to address that with some empathy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you address this with empathy? Yeah, yeah, yes, I could. I mean, you did. You did. Uh, I have a. I had an idea. Yeah. That you could write a s- song coming f- uh, uh, for a woman, for mm-hmm. Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Saying, Dear Daddy, you know, I'm writing you this letter because uh, there's things I could never say to you. And then doing all the requisite Oriental almost praising of him that you have to do. Right. I know how wonderful and brilliant and blum, blum, blum you are. And, and, and how everyone loves you, all the people. That I just was wondering, and she'll say it. She would. She could say it in some kind of way. Where do you know what real is? <laughs> do you really know what's what? You, what's going on here? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. You could do it. You could do it like that. Like yeah. someone like Lord, you know, or, right. or could do a song, very effective one like that. I think. Oh, are you going to write it for Lord? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I, well, now anyone can write. <laughs> but but uh, I I I I didn't. I restrained myself. I didn't want to have an idea. I like her. I'm sort of fascinated. Uh, by her. To have written that song about social, you know, about class, shocking. You know, it's yeah. great, and yeah. no one's done. No one did it. It's like there's subjects that people just have giant ones that ha- they haven't covered. I don't think like. Janice Ian wrote that song, 17, yeah. 17, about not one, worry, being worried about how you look. Right. Which is endemic, you know, when you're when a you're teenager. Yeah. Uh, but I can't think of any songs that, about it but that one. I mean, no, there's more, but not much. You know, the medium is mostly love songs. It yeah. has been always. And there's a good reason for it. That's what people like. You mean pop songs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, any kind, yeah. Well, I mean, folk uh, classical songs. songs too. Folk songs slightly different, right? Because they, you know, they have the populist drive. Yeah, in, in back in the day, anyways, right? They did. Yeah, the, the fight, wa- the wobblies. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's still some people <laughs> carrying that torch. There are. Yeah. I don't know what the I'm effect glad. of it is. Yeah, it's. I'm glad it's there, and I'm glad that the passion is still there, and that the form still exists. But do you ever come against that up against that yourself when you're writing songs? Do you think like, well, who's this for? Uh. Well, I, I I've thought what the when some of my songs are kind of weird, and I thought what the hell is I who who the hell's who could possibly like this? Well, I like I but was, I do it. Uh, <laughs> but your weirdest songs, like let's burn down the cornfield. I listened to that three times. It's they, a little I, weird, but, but that's that's sort of about sex, though, a little bit, you know. Oh, is it okay? Well. I, I just I, I but yeah it's weird I thought it was more of an existentially terrifying thing like the it's guy it's about had, boredom yeah boredom yeah, exactly that's what it's about <laughs> yeah. really and uh, I think that those like those shorter it's a good of, subject that one yeah it is because yeah. it, that's where it all happens <laughs> yeah it, in the boredom is where all the darkness comes <laughs> that's right <laughs> But like guilty is like that song, the four stands of that. Like they make me yeah. cry every time I listen yeah. to it because I personally can relate to it, which I, I don't sure, know. Me too. You can. Oh yeah, <laughs> being in the wrong place, we you know. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but that line, it's like uh, you know, it's going to take. A, it takes a whole lot of medicine for me to believe that I'm somebody else. Absolutely. Oh my God! You, did you clap when you came up with that? Uh, <laughs> no, but I was. I, I was. I did because it was exactly right. You yeah, know, about a, about about take, dr- taking drugs about uh, 
Yeah. You, you know, it's, you, you, you can look at the bottle and you don't know what's going to be ahead of you. But yeah. if you look at the bottle in 45 minutes, you say, well, uh, I know how I'm going to feel. Yeah. You think. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. work out. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's always bad, but you think it's going to be better. <laughs> That's right. There's that moment where this will fix it. Yeah. And it's, that- I, I don't know what, why I think I'm that was that broken but yeah when I wrote it I thought well that's 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 right were you going through it no, well really. at various times yeah, yeah you know uh but but uh but you know, I, I do know it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you certainly it, that's one thing the 70s provided everybody was to be surrounded by that uh in it, it did in, in individuals like you know just people dropping from dope or booze or whatever the that's hell it right. was falling out yeah it, it, it and and You'd run into people that really were sort of crazy, sure. Uh, much more frequently, and sometimes you didn't know they were crazy till two hours. You know, you talked to them you had to... <laughs> after they laid down some pretty good tracks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, man, that was a, that sounded great. Yeah, who are you talking to? <laughs> That's right. You know, you know, and you were worrying. You were meanwhile you, all the time. You're worried about yourself, you right? Know. Well, that's is I think this most guy people are. nuts. You know, <laughs> yeah. the whole world is a drum. <laughs> is it? <laughs> you know. Let me ask you this, because like you know, in listening to stuff, you know, all the way through, you know, again, where, where does? Because I'll tell you, and I'm embarrassed to say it that you, you know, when I was poking around, just listening to music, which is what I do when I talk to musicians, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever listened to uh, to Van Dyke Parks's uh, uh, song cycle. Yeah, I like until today. Yeah, <laughs> and I always knew of him because of the Beach Boys connection. Yeah, sure. But then, like listening to that, you know, I was able to sort of identify because I listened to Joanna Newsom, you know, recently. I had her yeah, on the show. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, but the the orchestration that that seemed to be the area that you guys were working in, where the hell does that come from? I, I mean, you I know it's like a branch of uh, Homo sapien that didn't become Homo sapien. Uh-huh. Homo robust. We, I think, we thought then, yeah, uh, that maybe pop music could go in that direction too like like using a drum was almost cheating right. to move things along you know it comes from but does it come you, like, you know european music you know like, classical music to some extent but I guess. like but what about like copeland like sure oh the various composers gershwin right because uh, it's an american that's where sound. i come from yeah right a Gershwin Copeland and Joanna Newsom comes from too. Right, right. But uh, it's 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 rare to hear. Like it's still rare to hear it. And it, when you hear it, it's uniquely yours. It, it is in that kind of context. Yes, it in is. In pop yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it might have come uh well from Cope listening to Copeland or, or Gershwin, but right. not consciously. Yeah. But uh movies too. You know, my three of my uncles were motion picture composers. And I thought well, that's what I do with music when I when I grew up. I mean, it didn't look easy, but Did it you looked go like to the, age, yeah. You went to the studio with I them. I went and sometimes, yeah. When they had orchestras sitting yeah. in there, and, and they were conducting, things. and that's a big. I have the I have in my ear the sound of a really great orchestra, the Fox Studio Orchestra. Fortunately for me, I've got it. Yeah, and had a made an impression on me it, right I, I love the sound of an orchestra i like it almost too well for pop music you know i mean i think i've torn songs up a bit just to be able to arrange it the way i thought was right so i could put it in a place like right particularly on the first record i made 
Well, that's a big uh, orchestra. It's fairly big, yeah. It's yeah. The same. Uh, this one's about as big. Uh, on the on new this one? record, yeah. There's some similarities between the first record and this one, I think. Yeah, I mean, the the first record is is, is, is not only is an orchestra, but you you don't separate it much. I mean, they're they're all there in, yeah. in a lot of the songs. That's right, they're there, and four or five of them, yeah. Yeah, and and I, you know, listening to that and the sort of drop off from that to uh, to to twelve songs, complete. Right, you just stripped it all down because the, it didn't sell, <laughs> uh, and it was all it's all been feeble attempts. <laughs> To try and do something that a lot of people liked. Yeah. The the first one, like I don't know what it sold, six thousand or something, if that. Really. That's that's last week. <laughs> <laughs> that's the latest. I don't know. You're still getting those but, quarterlies, uh, but it was tiny. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second one, so I got rid of everything. Yeah. I think I'll try this. You know, do pop music, and uh, that's what I did. And even though it was an evil. Uh, mind process, you know, to make a decision that way. I, I wrote all right. Yeah, I, I never let that be affected. Yeah, by by any kind of considerations, but you know whether I liked it. But but the thing is that but you know even venturing into pop music like in in the past you know before it seems like the, you made the first album you'd had you know plenty of experience with arranging you had written bit, songs yeah. you, you know that a were little used. not much with arranging I no. mean that was really something the first time I was in there with the orchestra there. yeah and you know an orchestra's got some weight to it yeah. you know you go like this bum and you're trying to go this fast and they'll slow it down a little and you, you feel it and you don't know oh come on come on come on and what, right. you, what you do is eventually i found out you shorten up a little but <laughs> but you can feel that bump, bump. and it was uh so i ended up doing a song david the fat boy that goes i've been his friend and they slow were slowing up so it was like i be, I yeah, yeah. It was like I built a, a mountain I couldn't climb. You know, I did the track and then I had to sing and I couldn't really. But also, it seems that you know throughout the you know the non-orchestral stuff in those in those few albums and all yeah. the way through, you have a propensity to swing a bit. Yeah, you, you know that. Like I would imagine, I sure do. Yeah, and and there, there's a trick to uh, to get an orchestra to swing. It, it seems like that's what you're saying. Is like, how do you get that? To, they, they can do it. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. particularly in this town, sure. Uh, it, it was it's hard it was hard getting strings to shuffle. Dun, right. Dun, dun, right. Dun, 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 but. You can do they, it now. They do it, yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, some places, they've adapted. Some places, it's you know, it's tough in Linz, Austria, but <laughs> but they can do it here. Yeah. And I really do. Another thing that I love too much is shuffles. Yeah. Drummers hate them. Uh, really? Yeah. But, well, the, I, I from because what I it makes it complicated. Right, because there's not they can't all do it. Uh, did you see that? It was absolutely shitty. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. It's it, all right, it, you can it, say shitty. Uh, but in the movie with about the drummers, what was the name of that thing? Uh, oh yeah, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah, they had a scene where they had a guy who was supposed to be bad drummer. Yeah, and he was doing okay. Do a fast shuffle. Yeah, yeah. So it was it it was very lame attempt at being bad. I mean, right. nobody a four year old wouldn't have been that bad. Right, right. But they are a drag and a fast shuffle. I mean, yeah. I don't even like to think about it. Right, but, right, right. <laughs> but the slow one, yeah, that moves I, I, you. I really, it really does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I love it. I don't know why. I, you know, I you spent can't a few track years it? in New Orleans when, when? I was, when I was 
Well, I was like a baby, and then I go back in the summers till I was nine. Why were? What got you there from here? My mother. She was from there. Yeah. So that must have been something. I guess it was. I mean, I, I, I remember. You know, it was hot, and there's the, and the river always has meant a lot to me. But uh, you don't remember music. Well, it's everywhere there. It I, is, I right? don't specifically remember walking around in the quarter and saying, whoa, listen to that. At four or five? No. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, a lot of musicians I've talked to have, have like a better relationship with music than I have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not something that I ever loved exactly. But uh, really, though? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, really, that's really a good question because uh, uh, compared to them, no. But I yeah. mean, it was always work to me, I, I, I felt, you know, because my family I felt kind of weight on it. And, Just in and the crack, sense that you had working musicians yeah, in your family and yeah, you decided yeah. that that was your profession. And they were pretty grim about it, you know. I mean, even my <laughs> Uncle Alfred, who was as good as any film composer has ever been, I think, yeah. even he, I'd, I'd go in and see him, I was like 10. Yeah. What would he have been doing? I can't remember the robe or something. Yeah, and he'd say, "Hey, uh, what do you think of this?" <laughs> he'd play me something, and I, oh, that's that's good. <laughs> and he said things like, you know, he was like talking himself into it. He'd say, uh, "He said, you know, if things sound good on the piano, if they play on the piano, they'll sound good in the orchestra." Right. And I said, "Yeah, but you know, what am I going to say? I'm ten. Yeah, but uh, but you took it to heart. He said, I took it to heart, and I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Well, I think that the difference is, is like whether you think you like music as much as other musicians or know about it as much as other musicians. It seems to me that, you know, your musical style and more importantly, your vocal and poetic uh, phrasing is is unique to you. And and as both of them are, but you like to write songs. I, I, I'm yelling like at you, hoping, able, that, hoping that you'll agree with me. I'd like Randy, to, you I'd like, like to uh, believe that, but I never have written unless I had to. What, you mean to get a record done? or uh, to, uh, Well, a couple times, you know, where you have to make a record. I ran out of money. Yeah. Uh, but Or writing songs on assignment for something, uh, or a movie, doing the score for a right, movie, and right. there's a deadline on right. it. I don't just go in there and... Uh, let's uh, like this idea I had about the girl song, the Ivanka. Yeah, a song for Lord. I mean, I had that idea, and I said, "Oh, that's great." But I sort of restrained myself till it passed a little bit, and I didn't go in there and work on it. Uh, I didn't want to. But uh, might you? Like when you're bored? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I no. Just at talking to you, making me conscious of it, I might do it. Just because it's a pretty good idea, right? Now that when I just laid it out there, I can see where it could go. Easy, but you, you never could see where it would sure. Go. Yeah. But but you were never like you know. I know you're 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 being self-effacing a no, bit. No, I'm not. Not about that. I'm not. I think it's an indictment. Yeah. It's, what? To I'm, like a, I'm a fabisner. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I know. But, uh, and, but uh, you're also a very prolific guy that never seems oh, to fucking you. stop working. Thank you. Uh, glad to hear that. I, I think I haven't. You haven't I done don't enough. Wanna, I don't want to <laughs> really get into this. But I, I don't think I've done enough. But okay. The new record, new records, I'm satisfied. It's, it's good. You know, I mean, for to be doing... Good work in pop music at my age is, is 
is not usual. No, I, I think that I think it's great, and I think it's a, a return to form in a way. It sounds like the same guy as yeah, all the other ones do. Well, yeah. look, you, 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 well, you are the same guy, but like I like. Okay, so let's go back to this shift. You, you know the the shift from from the orchestra to, uh, no to twelve orchestra. songs. Yeah. Now this was you saying like I'm going to make pop music, and then you pull in Ry Cooter, yeah. and you pull in the, those dudes from the Birds, yeah. and you kind of doing a thing where like there was you you seem to be part of the movement of of creating a new American music, yeah. you, you know, along with the band and you know whoever else was yeah. doing it at that yeah. time. Well, thank the you, Grateful Dead. Maybe I, I don't know yeah. who was around. They, they, well, they didn't get to it till a, a little later, but you know, working with Ry and we, you know no matter how much you think you don't know or like music, I mean, you were bringing together something that was unique. Yeah, uh, uh, to, to, to do that stuff. They're certainly part of American music, and I am too in my as a writer. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a nice thing to say. For, uh, to say. I've never thought, that, thought of it about it, but that's true. We're, we're, I'm, I'm part of it in some kind of way. You know, I've influenced a lot of songwriters, I think, in some way. But not to be so foolish as to do to write songs in character the way I do. Right. It's not like, come on, boys, and everybody follow me out of the trench. Right, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People don't do it. What, write in character? Neil Young does it occasionally. Right. But but nobody does it much. And well, I, I talked to, I was sort of blown away because I had Nick Lowe in here. Yeah. And uh, Peace, Love, and Understanding. Yeah. Right, there good you song, go. right? But he wrote that, the, the Beast yeah. in Me, too, yeah. for Johnny Cash. Yeah. You know, and, and when I, and it was the first lesson I learned about songwriters where, like, I had really got it in my head that Niccolo was the guy in The Beast in Me. No. It, like, we're, not, we're not. not. <laughs> no, I know. Right. So I guess my point is I think a lot of you guys write in character. It just, it's just, just a step away. Oh, it's different than they are, but it's not, it's, Usually a rom well not necessarily with Nick Lowe, but it's usually the, a romantic hero. Now Petty may not be a romantic hero; he may not think of himself as a romantic Tom? hero. Yeah, yeah. But he does when he writes songs. I mean, that's what he's writing. Right, right. Uh, all that, all from that angle, though. He, he, you're saying he, as a songwriter, is writing from a point well, of let view. Me think. Not all, no, no, no. no. But, but a I lot, mean, a lot of it. It's a, uh, it's also in a very American did, sense of longing. He 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 came and did uh, when I got in the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. He came and he and uh, Jackson Brown and Jeff Lynne came down and we did I Love L.A. for yeah. everybody. And when he first started singing it, he didn't sound solid or good. But then he figured out how Tom Petty would sound right. singing I Love L.A. and he did it great. Yeah, it's 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 a. <laughs> It's Sometimes it's conscious, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, you, you got to find yeah. where Tom Petty is in the national anthem. You know? And the only way you can know that is by knowing who that guy is uh, and from by years. It. Yeah, he's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know, yeah, those guys who have. Oh yeah, yeah. That they presence, know. He knows sure. who he is. Yeah, sure, <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, also that shift from orchestra to that first album that that freed up your voice too. It seemed like on the first record. Yeah, that's very wise of you to say that. I mean, I kept wondering about that i mean it, it does sound stiffer and I, then i thought after that i said do i have to always do this yeah, well, do i have to do, always beat right 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 along yeah yeah and then the the next one was, was sail away which is half and half like oh man that record yeah. you must do you i you you don't you're not one of these guys that's sort of like that's ah, behind me no that's no. pretty good that's a fucking and, great and record the, the, it had that 
record and Bad Love, I think, have the best songs I, I wrote. Well, I mean, Bad Love, man. Like, I, I listened to that. That stuff was, uh, that stuff seemed really uh, close to the bone, man. It's good. <laughs> I, I don't, never. I Never that I, let me think. Like, well, there's Great Nations of Europe on it. Yeah. The thing about I, about Karl Marx and Karl Marx was a boy. And I Miss that, You. That's a good song. I Miss You, yeah. that That's, I wrote a love song uh, for my first wife while married to my second. Right. That always goes over well. As a comic, I oh, know Jesus. that you know, once you start talking <laughs> talking about the no, ladies. It doesn't go well. It doesn't go There's well. There's towns you can't play it. Yeah. <laughs> Where you have to say, like, look, let's just keep this between us. No one record this. No one tweet that yeah. I did this song here. It's like yeah. at a certain point in your life, you think that somehow yeah. telling a girl about other women the experience you've had yeah. will matter. They'll think you're better, a better fuck or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's always like, like do you want her more than me? There's <laughs> yeah. no way. There's something that they're, they're, they're just too smart for it well, all. Well, it's you good know? that you, you learned that lesson again in 2000 and fucking, <laughs> or 1999. Oh, no, I didn't learn it. I, I, really, that song, yeah. for me, was about writing. Right. It was about sort of, oh, so this, this is, is what so you, This is what you told her? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I told them both. It scared the first one as bad as it did the second one. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> but no, what I told them, it's about, oh, so weird, pretending to be sort of, or being ruthless about writing. I'll, I'll take a song anywhere I can get it. And I do think that. Well, no, at some point you got to defend it. Like, you know, I actually had to tell, a, 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 like, the only way I learned not to do jokes about, you know, specifically the relationship I'm in was by going publicly through a divorce on stage, working the whole thing out on stage. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah. I saw you doing that. You did? Yeah. <laughs> on TV? Yeah. No, at a comedy club, too, and on TV. <laughs> and it was not it was not comfortable material. I thought, I wondered. <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> right. It was funny because it was so fucking painful. But to the women, it just gets... I, I've actually said to women, I said, look, you know, if it's going to come down to you or the joke, it might be the joke. It might. The joke might win. Feels good to say that kind yeah, of a then, romantic, uh, yeah, yeah. bold, th writerly yeah, thing. Yeah. That's and, what I did with this song. It, right. It's about faking to do that, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, trying to get away with it. You wouldn't write a song, well, I have written about my kids. You have, right? I have, uh, uh, and something sometimes not, you know, not directly, right? But yes, I have. But you've written about the father and son relationship since the for a long time. I have, yeah. It's amazing, even on the that, new album. Uh, to me, it's a it's sort of amazing that other writers don't branch out some because there's so many subjects, you know. Well, I think it is about emotional risk on some level and being misunderstood or being understood. Both of those things could be go wrong. <laughs> I, 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 but the way you feel about a joke, yeah, that it's worth almost anything, relationships right. and stuff, is the way I feel about a song. I mean, it's always how I have judged myself, more or less. So. Yeah, that you have the emotional integrity to do it. Yeah, but you don't want to wear that like a badge uh, like no like you know no, look, you want to get I'll away do, with it i'll do anything yeah you want to get away with it you know i just want to do it yeah, and, yeah. And then i don't care so much 
Yeah. What happened? Well, here's the concession I, I made was like, you know, with this a recent joke that was about the relationship I'm in now, yeah. uh, hurt her feelings. And I said, well, I'll just move it back a relationship. I, this girl I used to go out with. Yeah. Yeah, not not the thing I'm in now. It's just a change of tense. So you right. don't have it's, to change the thing. Yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. And it, it, then you wonder, is it as funny? Right, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, if I'm not dealing with it in the present, yeah. is it as menacing as it is, you know, if I push it back in relationship? Because it's, it's so important. I don't know. You, I, I've never been able to disabuse myself of the idea that what I was doing... Yeah, was very important to me, yeah. Not to the world. I mean, right. I don't, I never thought that music is going to change the world like in the seventies and stuff. I always thought that what Madonna wore, yeah, had more to do with life in America, right, than anything anybody, any great writer was writing, <laughs> right, right. Than Neil Young was doing at the time, or whoever yeah. was writing well then, right. Well, well, I I guess it it is sort of the the. A, a lofty pretense that is crashing down on us now that you know all this introspection and and expression will would fundamentally change the way the world works i never believed that you never did no never uh maybe too much so i mean i would have liked you were been, cynical to believe yeah I, I was i mean the hippies and all that is is so benign and such a uh a good idea peace love and understanding you know that's a that's a great nasty song but a great one yeah uh not but a great one and a great one yeah uh no i never never believed that it was working that, <laughs> that things would get better and that music would transform anything but you but you just believe that well clearly it was bringing people together and you know everybody you know seemed to uh That's to true. Ha have their heart in the right place but it didn't it facilitate did. action necessarily no, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, sadly. Well, I think that that the, the 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 wave of that is crashing now to a degree. Like, because I I've done a couple bits on stage where I go, um, you know, why did we lose? And then you say, I say, uh, what have you been doing for the last eight years? Oh, you know, just working on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And and that's the legacy. It, uh, it um, is. But the, what I've been thinking about this thing yeah. is, in a way, it's the legacy we ended up with, right? But the people who voted for him, they're not as bad as he is. That's right. I mean, would they have him at, at, to their house and, and a guy like that or or be friends with him or on a bowling team or on, I, I don't mean that in a pejorative way, uh, uh, a bridge, to play bridge or whatever the fuck you know, you'd want him to do. They're not as bad. Racism, you got to look at that's. That's bad. Well, I think the narrator of right well, racism. Even, Newman says racism is bad. Yeah, but it, the narrative, the, the narrator of your song "Rednecks." Yeah, that 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 is not changed. You know that. No, year. it hasn't changed. The only thing is that everyone knows that the North is just as almost as culpable as the South in 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 the treatment of the races. Well, a lot of people don't want to believe it, and I think a song like that yeah. they, that you know when you put in you know the last. You know, thirty seconds of that song is pretty haunting and pretty you yeah, know, it a is. real kind of. So it's the only the... part that the guy wouldn't know. You know what I mean? The character right. in right, that. right, but right. I, I did it anyway. Well, you had to because yeah. that was the point. That yeah. was the balance. That's right. It was the hypocrisy I, of the thing. I had to. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting about like in terms of how you approach politics in the songs, like what political science or or or, or but more like there's something beautiful. The the one song I've listened to like three or four times in the last few days is Mr. President. Yeah. 
Really? Yes. Yeah. Because, like, well, there's that swing thing again. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just you know we get it. You know, like the the narrator is like we understand who you are, but can't you can't you just throw us a bone? Yeah. Yeah. Can't you just see us? Yeah, and and this monster that's, that's a, there that's now an exactly it's deep, deeper than my song, but that's right, yeah. But this monster saw that and and now is using it, you know, to a, a, a bad end. But but the sort of vulnerable plea of the working man, have pity on the working man. Yeah. You know, you can you can have your place, but you know we're out here, we're dying out here. Uh, absolutely, uh, and he says, I love steel workers. And you know what that means. It's just like he saw Clark Gable in Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, that movie. Uh, I love Stu. And, and you know, they, they applauded him and they were happy to see him. Oh. <laughs> I think he sort of knows he's not good at anything. Oh, remember Nixon? Yeah. Yes, but he's great at foreign affairs. Sure. Horseshit. Yeah, right. And this guy, you know, he's a great negotiator, great businessman. I, I don't know I doubt it. No, no. I, I, and the narcissism will never enable him to see. No. They, they, the tremendous risk of the true narcissist is is the break in the narcissistic bubble. So, like, because at the core yeah. of it is just a very tiny thing, a very sad abandoned it really baby. Is. And is narcissism an actual uh, Pathology? psychosis? Yeah. I, I think they they down they uh, they downgraded it in the DSM, uh, you know, because I, I told my father that he should be happy about that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> did you really? I did. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> so You're not funny. sick. So <laughs> did he laugh? Yeah, he did. He, he did. <laughs> well, you know, he's uh, he's a fortunate hybrid. He's he's a, a total narcissist, but he's also a depressive, which looks like self awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, depressive about himself or about the, yeah, the just, times? Yeah, both uh, himself, but it, but you know the vulnerability of being depressed is, is kind of a trick of a uh, you know if 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 a narcissist is a depressive, it almost looks like they they're capable of empathy in things when they're depressed. But does he think he didn't live up to his potential? I don't know. I think he thinks that, that he th- that thing they always beat you over the head with. I don't know what the hell he he, he just uh, he he was he was a he's un, not unlike uh, our president. He he was a bit of a sucker, and he was a bit you know he liked being he liked hanging around tough guys, and you know he was a doctor, my father, yeah, and you know and he got my, my father too. He liked it, and and that's what happens. Was he a tough guy, your dad? No, my dad no. got in fights. Oh, he did. Yeah, no, my dad was not a tough guy. He thought he was, but he was a lot of a lot of wind. You know what I mean? Yeah. But your dad was a scrapper. Yeah, I mean he he, there was a lot of yeah I said to smack I was gonna smack this guy. There was a lot of that, but there was a lot of times when he did. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He had a terrible temper. One time, <laughs> my brother and I remember he was we were in a parking lot at yeah. a restaurant. We were kids, and uh, kid gives him a key and he says thanks, Sonny. And the kid says I'm not your son and wham on the the kid didn't say it that rough. Yeah, yeah. But my father took it badly. Yeah. <laughs> that was it? Nuts. That he was, opened that up on him? It. He clocked yeah. him? <laughs> and you, was that the first time? I he... just, you know, it was just rattling around. And then they, uh, <laughs> he fought like Bob Steele. <laughs> Which it, is what? It was just a got... cowboy. Yeah. In his cowboy movies. <laughs> oh, just got right in there? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like. Get as much done as possible. Miniature golf course, the boxing thing. Yeah. Get as much done before you go down as you can. That's what I remember. How many brothers? You just got one brother? One brother, yeah. Yeah, me too. He's a doctor. Younger or older? Younger. Oh, yeah? Well, yours? Mine's younger. Were you nice to him? 
I don't know. I, you know, we're painfully similar. I mean, as time goes on, no matter what we go through, uh, it, you know, we come back to the you notice. Fact- where, you know, the, I've, what I've noticed about friends, too, in general, is that, you know, there are guys that you see after not seeing them for 20 years, and you know that guy. Yeah. And then there are guys you see after you haven't seen them in 20 years, and you're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Uh, you know, brothers, hopefully, you always know them. Yeah. You, you and know, mannerisms. and Everything. He's the, a lot like me. The look of their back, you know, something I haven't seen my back in 40 years. Right. But, I mean, his back looks like mine. Sure, and the way they move. Yeah. Like, very familiar. Very, fam- very familiar. And there's no one else. Yeah, it's yeah. in your genetics. You yeah. Know? And yeah, we're, we're tight like that. But, yeah. you know, I think there's the, the tension of, you know, success, failure, whatever. Yeah. The, the things happen. And, you know, shame, all of that plays into yeah. the dynamics. But, you know, he's blood. Can happen, yeah. But like this, like you were talking about your kids, like, you know, I, I feel like I remember very specifically enjoying you on uh, the original David Letterman show because yeah. David, he would have you on a lot. Yeah. And there was a, you know, God, I don't, I don't remember what year it was, but there, you, you always had great, uh, you're very great timing. You know, and David uh, asked about your son at that time. Yeah. Must have been in the eighties. Oh, when he was in the punk. Uh, well, you said, uh, "Well, that one's doing fine, but the other one has sort of gone bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, never bad. I mean, they're no, all God, they're God. all uh, very good. I, yeah, yeah. I, I How th- many you I got? Think. I got five. Five kids. Four healthy. boys and then a girl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which. And- a uh, friend of mine had the same kind of thing happen, and he said, you know, if the girl had been born first, yeah. would, would have thought the boys were retarded <laughs> because there's no doubt that they're superior, you know. Do you have any uh, kids? No. I avoided that somehow. Yeah. I think it was smart. I, I don't know. I, I think people find a lot of joy in it, but I, I think uh, the fact that it was never at the, you know, at the front of my brain to do, and I've been married twice, must mean something. Yeah. That it was protecting me against. I'm a I'm a anxious, worrying, selfish person. It's, it is that serious a choice. It should be to people. You know, I mean, either if you do it, you yeah, you should do it. Wanting there to do for it. it, yeah. Did you make that decision in that way then? In the first it one, just I just didn't think it would be otherwise. I mean, right. everything I knew right. was family, right? You know, and, yeah. And and so I always thought I'd be part of one and and have my own, and both. My wives were. I thought about what kind of mother they'd be, kind of. Oh yeah, and the, and and uh, they both were were great. Really. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think that my relationship with family was more like uh, you know, is there any reason to continue this? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I never quite felt that way. It was yeah, always. Yeah. I mean, I had problems with yeah. my father, my mother to some extent. But what did your mother do? You know, she was from Louisiana, and she was. Sort of a Southern Belle, I guess, and my yeah. dad met her down there and mar- married her, and she uh, couldn't. Sort of got overwhelmed down here by the speed of things. Yeah, you know, the South, those towns on the Gulf are slow. Yeah, Galveston and uh, New Orleans yeah. and Mobile, and so she would be getting to the pronoun of a sentence. Yeah, and. They were done, you know. The, yeah. the, 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 so there was some degree of she never became a fully sort of expressed person that I that I knew. She was very proud of me. Like when I pitched in uh, baseball little league, she would keep a box score, and it was a big thing to her. And then she, when anything was about me in the paper, she'd cut it out. Yeah. And and I wasn't very gracious about any of that kind of stuff. I mean. I almost wish she weren't at the ball games and yeah. 
I just wasn't <laughs> as nice as I should have been. So they didn't stay together. They did. Oh, they did. Uh, more. They didn't stay together. They didn't watch this. They watched the same show in different rooms. Right. But they stayed together. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And most of it here in L.A. Yeah. So all of it. Yeah. So when now through the course of the career. Uh, you know, you did a lot of songs and a lot of songs that people covered. I mean, Jesus, like, I think everyone has has recorded uh, I Think It's Gonna Rain Today. Yeah, a lot of people have. And they continue to do it. Yeah. Is that, is that, would that be called a, an American standard at this point? God, you know, maybe. I mean, the, the, uh, <laughs> it's really a decline in standards from all alone by the telephone. Uh, uh, well, I guess there are standards out of the 70s. I, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. But yeah, but back then, were you, uh, you? What was your relationship with the record companies? You, you know, did you do you have your publishing? Does it, it still benefit uh, you every time that happens? I have uh, I have it past a certain point, like past some date. Uh-huh. And up to that date, I think. Uh, I think it's going to rain. I don't think I have any of In the early first record. I didn't. I was with a publisher. I think. Oh really? And then I did. Uh, yeah. I would advise anyone now, kids. Uh, to keep their publishing. Sure. Well, I mean, the record companies are barely holding on, I think, in, in yeah, some ways. Yeah, they really are. The, uh, but they try and get that, and they get performance money now, record companies. They want. Well, that's the, that's the market. Oh, performance and merch. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. It's that's all merch. Where, that's where, so this record's coming out, and I'd like to be excited, like, oh, I wonder what it'll do. But yeah. I mean, I don't guess it'll do anything, you know, uh, and, and uh, <laughs> it's just, if my price goes up by... Uh, $2,000 on the road. That's, right. That's the accomplishment now. So, but what about your relationship with, with Lenny? Uh, Lenny, I knew since I was one year Warren old. Warren Kerr, is that how you say his Warren name? Kerr. Warren Kerr. Because he yeah. seemed to, you know, the relationship that you had with him seemed to, you know, really carry you through the first, you know, decade or so, huh? Whole time. Yeah. He was the first person I'd play things for since I was 15. And, uh, when he, he was with the record company, uh, he, I never experienced bad record company stuff because I was protected from it by him. And he was he in music as a kid, or how did he get into it? Because he's still, he's still he, at it, right? Yeah, he's still at uh, Warner's in A&R. Uh, he got into it, his father was a violinist in the Fox Orchestra. Uh-huh. And then he started... So you met him through your uncle? I met... Yeah, through, I was only one or two, but right. they, he was friends with my uncle, yeah. friends with the family. And uh, and he was interested in music as a kid, you know, jazz and stuff. I remember Lenny Niehaus and he had all that stuff. And he, uh, his father started a record company, which became Liberty Records. And uh, when, when I started writing songs... I, I went to a couple of publishers and and they signed me at, at that at that company. Yeah, and then when I at pe- Liberty, people heard the yeah the, at Liberty Records um, publisher. Yeah, and then people heard me singing on the demo and a couple. Lenny was at Warner Brothers by then, and A and M and Warner's offered something, and I went with Warner with Lenny but he used to what he managed bands or he just produced bands he produced or, them yeah he produced uh, you know the Doobie Brothers uh, Gordon Lightfoot oh yeah uh, they were pretty uh, big uh, Ricky Lee oh Jones. yeah that was big but early on big. was he, he, he oh big he had he had uh, hits you know that, yeah yeah that, uh, while 
while he was doing me. You know, yeah. that's that wasn't his main thing. Exactly. Right. But like, but early on, were you in a band? No, never was in a band. No, I never was. I wish I were. You know, c- could have played well enough to play with an orchestra, or I mean, I do it. Yeah, because now. I wrote it. Yeah, but but uh, I, I I almost wish I were in a band because I have trouble playing in time when I do have to play with uh, <laughs> like even at the at that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing we're doing I Love L A. Yeah, I did it, and you know when I do it by myself, which is the way I perform usually, you drop an eighth note here and there. Yeah, you, you're in seven eight. Yeah, four four three four. <laughs> But with them, you know, they were looking at me, you know, come on, come on. And it was strange. I said, am I going to get thrown out of the Hall of Fame because I can't play with a goddamn band, my own song? <laughs> but I, uh, they once asked uh, Jimmy Keltner, the drummer. Yeah. He says, how do, you, how do you follow or anything? You know, what do you do? He says, I watch his hands. <laughs> so it's not exactly, you know, I got my own time, but it, it's, it's not standard. That's a good drummer. He's a great drummer, yeah. So, like, I actually, I just, I just remembered that uh, I was going to tell you, I saw you uh, when I was in high school. You know, cause, oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, you know, I got turned on you by, for, I got good old boys because my buddy in seventh grade's hippie dad had it. Yeah. And we used to listen to it. But then I went and saw you because I was a huge fan of uh, Sail Away and good old boys. And I must oh, have been, I, it was must have been like 77 or something, wow. the Albuquerque Civic Auditorium on the Little Criminals Tour. I've only played there once and that and that was it yeah that was it and i remember because you know there was a a strange protest of of little people and i a a few of them but i remember i hung out i hung out because it was just you up there and you know in in, and and you came out and said hi yeah 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 good i I saw you then and i was like so uh so thrilled that you were a decent fella oh thank you very much (laughs) and did you did i fall out with you when i had the farbissner no, no. I, I was so happy that you noticed me because I've been such a fucking that's, fan. That's a that. recommendation for Lauren. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, <laughs> yeah. you know, I thought because like I, I didn't know what I was, and I said, well, I guess Randy knows. <laughs> I'm a permissioner. I, I can't remember that you were. I don't remember you being particularly. I was uh, cranky. Cranky. You know, yeah, that's I, all that means. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was definitely that. Yeah. So like, like, and also like, you know, like when I. When I found your song on the on the soundtrack of the performance, yeah, with the, with right, long was it long black? Long I didn't gone, write that. Long gone train. Uh, gone dead train. Gone dead I train. I just sung it. Yeah, you just sung it. Yeah, that uh, Jack Nitsche and Russ Titleman wrote it. But you it. played it. Yeah, I played it. I'm yeah, sorry. and Rye was in there too, right? Rye was in there too. We were the Rolling Stones too. On uh, not memo from Turner. Did we do that? Yeah, memo from. I, I can't remember. Sounds we, like, we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It sounds we were like, on one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that memo from Turner because that's all slide, and that must be you playing piano. Yeah, I think we got it back. Yeah. When I found that record, I'm like, I know something about Randy Newman. There, and everybody knows this. Yeah. He's on this record. That's true. And you played with the stone, like with the Stones. That's like a highly thought of movie now. No, not with the Stones. They weren't there. And they just, just did a, a rough track of it, and we had, we I think we did that one again too. Yeah, but I had I, that I, groove I don't know whether again. I played on it or not? Yeah, I had that groove again. Now, they you, had that. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. theirs. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you still are you still friends with Rye? Uh, I, yes, I haven't seen him in a little bit. But, yeah, but still still friends definitely now at that time in the 70s when you were hanging out with those guys and the guys from the birds and you know whoever else was around eagles. van dyke the eagles uh, oh yeah henley, they were henley and fry at very early on yeah. they sang on one of the records right a uh, few of them yeah uh was was beefheart in the orbit 
Uh, no. No. He was out in the desert. <laughs> Hardly anyone knew him. I don't know whether Cooter knew him well. Yeah, he was just in that first incarnation of yeah, the band. Yeah. And he'd make, you know, uh, his records and, and there was no... They just I didn't came know where in from was. the desert? Did yeah. Did, did, as far as I knew. Now, that may be a misrepresentation <laughs> of things. But there would be people who know him mm-hmm. who would call, say, yeah, uh, Don, uh, I talked to Don. Uh, they never said, I talked to Don. The other right, day. right, right. But they call him, yeah, Don's got a new record. I said, Don? <laughs> it was like, you know. So he was not like, you, did you like what he was doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, not always. But sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know. he's a trip, right? Yeah, but that wasn't. That... I was very glad he was doing it. Yeah, 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 but that wasn't your world. There were other worlds. Not really. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, there were other worlds, and this was just recording world. I yeah, mean, I, uh, socially, I didn't see. Well, there was who did I see often? Sal Valentino, who sung with the Bo Brummels. Brummels. Yeah, I'd see him. Didn't they do some of your songs? Yeah, they yeah. Did, did it a couple and. Uh, he was a good guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving into uh, like obviously we can't cover everything, but the two songs like um, like I want to believe that uh, it's money that matters and uh, uh, it's money that I love. Yeah. Uh, represented uh, some sort of uh, existential battle and realization on your part. Yeah, they're about how important <laughs> money is. I mean, someone said I don't like in that song how you criticized people who work for public radio and and have backpacks. I said, I'm not criticizing him. Far from it. (laughs) You know, I'm all for it, for stepping stepping out of the race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's just that since I write on a lot of subject, money is really important in the world. And uh, would that it were not. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, I try not to make it important to me when I write. It isn't. Right, right. But the, whether the rest of my life is clean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you need it. I went and played for a company, company thing. Yeah. Recently, is that something? And you usually do often? you just get in and get up. No. Yeah. But I did it, and I thought, think of Neil Young, who hates any corporate thing at all. But there I was. So I'm playing, and they were just shitty. Yeah. So I just had to put my head down and then oh. and think of money. Yeah. And every time I've done something <laughs> just for money, I got screwed. Yeah. Like a festival in Baton Rouge with the rain and they didn't pay. And yeah. So, yeah. It just is like, oh, you get punished for that evil. <laughs> for just doing it for yeah. money. You've mentioned Neil like three or four times. Do you love Neil? Yeah. He's something, right? He's something, and, and he stayed good. Yeah. You know. Uh, which is which is not, you know. There's ups and downs, like for everybody. But, right. But uh, it isn't like he did his best work at 27 necessarily. Well, th- what's interesting about you and him is the bulk of your work d- is not beholden to time. That y- y- it's a it's a unique thing. You know, oh. maybe some production elements, you. you know, come and go. Yeah, just in the eighties, the right. one record, yeah. Yeah, but but you know, but the but you listen to Neil Young's song from fifty year forty years ago and it, you don't go like that's so sixties. You know, mm-hmm. that you know, from you know, the, from your first album on, there's nothing that's tied into some, you know, kind of dated motifs uh, that that are, are pop music. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's good. That's good. That's uh, uh, that's some timeless shit. I didn't do a mambo record in the <laughs> Fifties, uh, but yeah. I think you've incorporated some mambo elements. <laughs> oh yeah, towards the end of I, songs. Oh, I definitely do on the new it. record. I think that yeah, Cuban there it song, is. Uh, the right? Celia Cruz thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was the queen of the mambo. Yeah, yeah. 
So when did the soundtrack start? When did you realize that you were going to follow in the path of your family, uh, to your uncles, to do soundtracks? In the early 70s, I did the first one, uh, did a movie called, uh, what the hell was the name of that thing? Hold it. Uh, oh, my God. It's the one about the town quitting smoking. I can't believe it. Oh, the Dick I Van Dyke movie? That. Yeah. Cold Turkey. Cold Turkey, yeah. Did that. That was Norman Lear? Yeah, director. The challenge of, of well, with Cold Turkey, you just you, it was songs. No, it was a score, and yeah. there there's, uh, was one song in it. Uh, it was the challenge was writing for orchestra, right? Which really scared me. Yeah, uh, I had an orchestrator who was great, famous orchestrator. He was Jerry Goldsmith's orchestrator, yeah, too, Arthur Morton, and I was loath to suggest I, I, I didn't. I'd write something and I'd sort of let him orchestrate it. Uh, and he said, well, give me, you know, give me some ideas, you know, the orchestration later. And toward the end of the picture, I did some stuff. And after it, I always, I did it mostly. But I mean, I was, I, I, it, because of my family or something and writing for orchestra, uh, it just scared the shit out of me. Well, it's a and big job in a way, does. right? Yeah. It's, a lot of people it's, looking at you it's, waiting. It's a lot of people looking and... and <laughs> but like my uncle did... What he said was true, that if it sounds okay on the <laughs> piano, it'll be okay in the band. <laughs> but like it seems to me that like the natural and ragtime uh, played to your strengths. Yes, uh, they did. I, I don't know why... Well, they don't make movies like that anymore. I've I had about it. eight animated ones in a row. Yeah. Uh, it got you a lot of recognition. Cars 3. It did in places that I would never have had. It. Right. You know, when I have assignments, yeah, you, where you can't say shit, piss, fart, fucking damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll write. You know, you got a friend in me. I'd sound like a used car salesman, and if I wrote that, right, you know, as a me. Uh, but I, I'd like to bust myself out of that box I've got myself in and just write a straight. When somebody loved me from the second picture, yeah. Uh, and, and from cars those are, those are like the straightest things I, I write. Right. I'm getting further and further away from any mainstream and the stuff I'm doing. Right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, it's sort of like, I wonder if that's bittersweet to you that, you know, all the Grammys and the Oscars come for the cartoons. Yeah. Is it? No. No. I don't, I, I don't take that as. Well, uh, I don't think it's not like, you know, you don't. Oh, listen. yeah. I would have liked to got a. Uh, a nomination for like album of the year or something sure. one of those times. Yeah, yeah. But I know, I knew that it's not coming. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> you know, awards are not, it's easy to say this and I, but I actually really do mean it. Yeah. They're not a measure of anything that I accept as, as valid. They're a measure know. of PR. Uh, yeah. They very, often, they very often are. Yeah. But yeah. those songs, it's weird. The songs that you did for the animated films were not, they, they weren't a compromise. They sound like Randy Newman songs. No, they sound like me. Yeah. yeah they yeah. do. But the lyrics are what they wanted. Right. Was they wanted to emphasize the friendship. So I said it four times. <laughs> <laughs> and that was That's it. the job. Yeah. I'm glad I think one of the things that I'm confident about that I do best is write to assignment. Yeah. I mean, if they want an uh, Albanian uh, uh, a waltz about a goat herd, uh, I could do it. Yeah, do a little research. Yeah. Pull it together. And then just do it. Yeah. Well, it, well I, I, mean, it's, it, I guess left to your own devices. It, it still seems to me difficult to, to believe that, like, yeah, given all the albums that you did outside of uh, 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 soundtracks. Yeah. That uh, you know you're compelled 
to to write songs whether you're on assignment or not i'm not <laughs> you keep I saying don't do that. it <laughs> i i uh you got a record coming out that's why we're here yeah i i do i mean ever it's but it's like you remember singing in the rain yeah there was a montage yeah about their careers and when they started their careers they were in low form of burlesque and they're going all over the stage moving around the next one they're they're doing a review somewhere st louis and they're a little slowed down by the time they're in the sigfield follies you know at the end of this montage they're barely moving around you know they're just a gesture a little gesture yeah uh, Newman sings greatest hits of you know whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, in the seventies, I put out three, three records, four records. I don't know. Then, it, then it, lately, they've all been like ten years apart. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I, and there's no reason for it. Uh, well, I was doing movies somewhat, yeah. but yeah. still, yeah, I do feel compelled. You know, the way I feel compelled is that I want to do. I don't want to like be able, dying. And say, oh, I wish I'd right, right, written this. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it's stupid, but I do feel that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you did that the Faust project. Yeah. I mean that that wasn't an assignment. No, I I enjoyed that. Yeah. There was a, so much different stuff going on. People dancing to stuff, and there was always something to work on. Uh, and it was constructed as what would you call it? Is it a? Is well, it, it was a, constructed as a uh, Broadway vehicle. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like a, a musical. Yeah, right? it was what? a musical straight ahead. Yeah, uh, but uh, and it had you know the the critics uh, liked the score and and didn't like uh, the book and not the musical not book. Gertrude's fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, I liked it. Yeah, uh, it's a good story. In a way, it's one of the. That's a phenomenal story. <laughs> it's great, the devil, and I love all that. I love stuff about heaven. Yeah, and uh, I've written a number of songs where I got heaven and and God, God talking. God's in it. He's like, one of your favorite characters. Yeah, he really is. And the, the devil, you know, the devil's. You know, it's like God's desk is completely clear, and and the devil's like got tons of stuff, and he doesn't understand how this guy can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did, and uh, they they couldn't comprehend what I was getting at. No, so it didn't. Uh, it didn't. You ran it a no, couple of times. Didn't get past uh, Indiana. Oh, really? It, 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 uh, Chicago. And yeah. but did but yeah, you, we did it in, in San Diego and in uh, Chicago. Yeah, Good, I remember listening to the album of it, Goodman Theater. Yeah. And uh, but is that something you still want to do a musical? No, <laughs> it's done. It was unwelcoming atmosphere. Really? Yeah, it's a tough. It I wasn't guess. like come on, you know. Right. Well, it seems like not like everything else. Uh, it's got to be spectacular. It's, everything's a superhero speed. I, I don't know what it's got to be, but they've got this. Maybe things have changed with something that's genuinely funny, like Book of Mormon, and mm-hmm. and and worked. But the the form of it, you have to have a big opening number, and and certain. There are certain forms that you have to follow. Right. And I don't know whether Book of Mormon had that or not. Did but you see that, it? Yeah, it's funny. I got to see it. Yeah, you should. Oh. I mean, it's really what musical comedy should be. Oh, great. Yeah. Did they, Did anyone ever do like a big, uh, like a musical based on the songs of Randy yeah. Newman? How'd that go? Three over? times. Yeah? I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, I had problems with it but it was noble efforts in each, yeah. in each case yeah 
Now, I, one of the persons I, I, I recently got into in sort of a, a, a compulsive way a couple of years ago was Harry Nelson. Yeah. And, you know, and he did that amazing record. Of, he did. Of your songs. It's quite a, a thing, you know, to do a, for someone who wrote as well as he did, to do an album of. Nelson plays Newman. Yeah. And did you, were you guys friends? Yeah, we yeah. were. He was kind of an amazing guy, right? He was. He, he's he, one of those guys that had his problems. but He had a low opinion of himself. Yeah, you know, uh, we all did to some extent, but he really did. Hell uh, of a voice, though, huh? Hell of a voice. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And, and he, uh, he, he really, really could sing. I, I, I don't. I, all of a sudden, we were close. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I never saw him again. Oh uh, yeah, well that's. A, I don't know what it was. Booze. Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> you yeah. know, your brain twists up. <laughs> thinking about that, you know. There's a reason why alcohol came down through the years rather yeah. than something else. I think it's like a powerful, powerful thing. Oh yeah, it's it's always in in. It's in, a bigger deal than maybe the other stuff is. Well, yeah, it's it's like it's a real Jekyll and Hyde shit, man. It's a real kind of personality changer. It's a, and it's I, I don't know why, but it's it's the most accessible thing. You would think weed now, but you, there's something about alcohol. That it always isn't. it's. I, when Coke was in big, that couldn't last. I knew. Yeah, people don't <laughs> want to be sped up. They want. You knew either heroin or alcohol is coming. Both probably. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, those are the ones. Yeah. 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 It's fucking. Well, you're you're lucky you have dodged that, and that was not yeah. something that I didn't like compelled Coke you in that much. No. No. Yeah, because eventually it's just you alone wondering if you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. it's always gonna end up there and wondering how you why is it you're seeing someone from 14 years ago hi mind if i come over <laughs> right exactly no. or hanging out with a guy you don't know for three days yeah, that's right <laughs> who's that guy how do i get him out of my house in long beach yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this the song there, there's a song on this new record too that seems to be about a uh, son is it which one wandering uh, boy not directly. Yeah, it's, it's a sweet, sad song. It's a very sad song, yeah. It's about, oh, I used to go to, this, you know, L.A., you grew up here? or Al No, Albuquerque. But L.A. doesn't have any sense of community in some ways. Yeah. And I knew a lot of people, say, from Cleveland. Yeah. And they've had parades and yeah. parties, and they wanted to be out of Cleveland. Yeah. But they did have that. Yeah. And... uh I'd go to this one place, one ho guy's house in the neighborhood every year, and then I'd miss three years, four years. And you'd see a kid. Yeah. That I, and then 20 years later, say, well, I'd say, oh, yeah. And I'd say, what happened to so-and-so? And there's, the, sometimes there's, there's holes. Yeah. The kid was, as you were saying earlier, fell out. Yeah. And uh, I thought about that and yeah. how it would be if your kid had, you know, were the homeless people you see? Yeah, right. Uh, on Ocean Avenue uh, and uh, downtown. Yeah. So that's it. That's oh, what yeah. the song is. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's it's one of those gut punchers. It it does work that way. Yeah. yeah in in person. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of your songs are sort of like that because they leave that space to have the emotion. Best of them. Yeah. Do. Yeah. 
And the other song that like I, I was obsessed with, I, I don't know where it came from, is uh, you know, last night I had a dream. You were in it, and I was in it with. Yeah, you. yeah. It just uh, it's it, funny. Yeah, it, like that song. There's just something about, honey. Can you tell me what your name is? It's just like <laughs> it's, it's very seventies. Yeah, but one. Yeah. but it's insulting and weird. Yeah, that you know you, you know the, like because what my mind goes is like whatever was going on in the barn was not good, and there were a lot of men involved. <laughs> That's right. And she didn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that was 70s? Uh, because of this vaguely psychedelic uh, oh, nature of, of events. Yeah. yeah, and also that sound. And we, we yeah. made a, in a, the attempt, yeah. that was the second record, uh, I made a single of that song with four electric guitars. Yeah. Thinking, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's really one of the worst records ever made. Now, okay, I, I keep backtracking, but with Sail Away, do you see... Do you see uh, Good Old Boys and Sail Away as, as concept records in a way? Like, are they whole pieces? Good Old Boys was almost a whole piece and was a whole sou Southern piece. Yeah. Part of it was by Huey Long a bit. The Kingfish song? Yeah, and Louisiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The Flood was tw in 27. Uh, and uh, about the guy, Birmingham, and then I thought I had to write another song to explain the guy after I wrote Rednecks, Birmingham. Yeah. yeah so I wrote Marie and Roland. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was a bit of a concept album. Sail Away, no. Uh, I, I don't see it as such. It I always just... felt like Sail Away was some sort of weird kind of uh, uh, like, you know, this is America record. Well, I'm interested in America very much. Yeah. You know, uh, and and it, uh, written about it, uh, trying to think of what was on there. God song's on there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good song. It was, um, yeah, God song, you can leave your hat on. Yeah. Memo to my son, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that, that was I like that. Burn on memo, yeah, uh, yeah. Burn on about Cleveland the river, yeah, yeah. Uh. Now, do do you were, were these things that you would sit and think about, or these things that you drove past? Uh, the the river I saw, yeah, uh, in Cleveland on fire, yeah. Oh, you uh, did? Uh, well, on television, I yeah, saw sure, it, sure, yeah. sure. Right, 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 right. Just like our president, a lot of television, yeah. The uh, uh, the flood I read, uh, I, yeah, of I, my, were... it was in my family, you know, yeah, where yeah. they do stuff like that. Uh, and I read a biography of Yui Long. Yeah. That was good. Better than all the King's Men, I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can leave your hat on. That one got some traction too, right? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it, but it got traction when someone did it like a sixth higher. And they baby, take off, you know, yeah, where they yeah, did yeah. it way up like that. Right, I, right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yours was a little Always. darker, a little more menacing, and then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes this sort of soul song, where, <laughs> where you know just exactly. I mean, I liked it the way I did with Cooter. You know, you could barely hear me singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the success it had was when Tom Jones and Joe Cocker took it up. Yeah, yeah. Joe Cocker, that guy could sing too. He huh? Really could. Sing. It's interesting the tone. Like, I wonder how you experience that because, like, even with like a you know, I, I talked to Springsteen, which was kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, I bet. But but like if you hear the original version of Born in the USA, oh, you know versus that's right. Like you know like how do, when you have a song that goes out there, you know obviously you want people to play the songs. But when they do something that is contrary to the tone, and that was something he did on his own. Uh, I don't know what the reasons why I didn't get into specifics with him, but the folk version of uh, Born in the USA is a dark song. It is, yeah. Oof. But like when you when someone else does what you just said they did to your song, is there a moment where you're like, oh, what are they doing to my kid? Well, <laughs> I tell you, it's not. I didn't mean it as celebration, right? But 
you know, I, 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 I so what? Who I, are I, you I, to I, moralize I, or begrudge people? No, I'm not, you know, did a tap him on the shoulder and know that's wrong. Yeah, that's yeah, wrong yeah. It. It's a much more dark song. It's not a. I mean, that's why I stopped when people would say, gee, this is a great song. And I would say, I, I don't like that one much. Because, <laughs> you know, it makes you think that you think they're stupid or. or oh, yeah, you never, you can, yeah, never. I, learned, I learned that the hard way. Just yeah, keep you your thoughts learn, to yourself. Put that's the one thing, you learn the hard way. Right, yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that song? Why are you doing that yeah, song? Yeah. You say that to Three Dog Night, you would have been a few bucks lighter. I <laughs> tried to say it and I was Three stopped. Dog. Oh, really? Well, when I heard the record, I said, you know, they had had eight, number one records in a row or something like that. And I didn't want to be responsible for them not doing it. And I uh, was going to call them and say, well, maybe it isn't, don't release it as a single. I Mama told me when not to come. Knew yeah. to, but I was going to call them, but uh, Lenny stopped me or someone did. Yeah, just let him do it. And let it, let it. And it was a big hit, right? It was, yeah. It was <laughs> a number one, I think, number one or number two. So what are you doing, yeah, what are you doing with yourself now? Are you going to go on the road? Yeah. Do you like I, it? Yeah, uh, once I get into it, but people come out; they're happy to see you. Yeah, they're happy to see me. I think you know, they come out better now than they ever have. I think. Oh, really? So, what's the audience mostly? Uh, pseudo intellectuals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the audience is. What's the age? You know, a, a forty uh, over forty, but with more twenty-year-olds uh, than I've I've seen. You know? Oh yeah in 30 years yeah well that's see that's the beautiful thing about music man is that like anybody can come to it at any point in their life and it's you know that you're never late to the party that's right you know what i mean that is and 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 uh i'm i'm always surprised when uh, uh it's like a festival and i've been the last act in some festivals yeah uh, and and there are people packed out and you drive by them and they're just packing up to go. This is before I got on. Yeah. But I mean, it's just amazing that people <laughs> hang will out and do that. Yeah. Sure, man. Because I don't think I'd do it. Oh, yeah. I don't. You know, like I, I say that when I perform comedy sometimes, it's like, I don't know how to have a good time. I'm not sure I would have come to this yeah, show. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sure I wouldn't have. <laughs> but, uh, but thank God they, uh, they, God, they do. Thank God they do. Yeah. And they're right. It's, yeah. it's better than just, you know, Reading or sitting home watching television, maybe. Are you? Why don't you, why don't you do another maybe. live record? Uh, I don't know. There's no point to it for me. Oh. I don't think it's not not what I do. Where was that I mean, one in 1970 or whatever recorded? Bitter end. Yeah. So I did lonely at the top in front of about four people on the third show. <laughs> you know where they do? It was where Friday and Saturday at three shows. Sure, sure. <laughs> both nights or, or yeah, both nights. Oh my god. So you're recording your live album and it's four people on the third show on Saturday? <laughs> it was about that. It was lonely yeah. at the top. Yeah. But those are beautiful moments, aren't they? Yes. Those people. Those that- are the, you know, the awful moments sometimes are the things that you remember most. And they're, they're not so awful. Right. They're, 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 they are beautiful moments. Sure. Yeah. I wonder what the story the four people told. We saw him <laughs> once. It's just me and two other guys. Yeah. It was the best show we ever saw. Yeah. You can hear myself on, on uh, last night I had a dream. I'm applauding. That's me. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I hope this was a good experience. Very. I really enjoyed it. You Thanks, know. Randy. Amazing. An amazing day for me that I think back on. There's a few that I think back on. And I, I'm just so glad I had that conversation. I had that opportunity to do that and that uh, we, we got along. Randy Newman's new record, Dark Matter, will be released on August 4th. 
soon. Coming up. So so that's it. I don't know what to, what do I do next? When do I get to talk to Albert Brooks? Hey, uh, by the way, Vice President Al Gore is supposed to come by, and uh, you, you know, on the show soon. So hopefully that'll be before the sky catches on fire. Anywho, don't say that. Anyhow, I haven't played guitar in a while because I think there was something about playing with musicians and doing the work on songs that uh, mildly diminished my uh, my my uh, confidence in myself. <laughs> But uh, I cleaned everything up in the garage, and I've gone through a lot of pedals and boxed a lot of stuff up, and maybe I'll just uh, noodle for a second, like, like the old days, like a few weeks ago.